0: The VC Show, let's go.
1: Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome to the VC Show. This is Roz Gold on a, and I'm here with the legend himself, Vince Carter. Y'all hear that? That's our intro theme music, and in honor of today's guest, we had to let that rock out and ride out for a little bit longer today. Um, I think this next guest is a dear friend of Vince Carter's. So, I feel like I got to throw the lob
0: to you and, and let you do the honors of the introduction. Oh, that means I'm going to catch it and windmill it. It's oh. my honor to bring on my guy, KP, of the colleagues. You see the plaques back there, but you got one or two number one billboards. You got a platinum, got a gold record back there, man. Like, hey, man, it's <laughs> an honor and pleasure to have my guy, KP. We wanted to bring KP to the show and and, and put a face behind the beat that everybody's uh, getting an opportunity to hear. That's Opening our show each and every week. So, everybody, please put your hands together. Welcome KP at the Colleagues, my guy. Yo, what an introduction. What's up, y'all? <laughs> Thanks for having me. Hey, I know that seems weird, KP. I know whenever I see you, like, what's up, guy? What's going on? we going about our business, yeah. but you deserve it. I mean, you, you've brought energy uh, to our show each and every day. And I remember presenting it to the group, and I say, like, hey, I think I found one. Obviously, you know, we talk about it a, a lot in preparation but I, it made me feel good when I was able to present it to the group to everyone involved and everybody was like yo and, and it's, 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 it's what I was trying to get out of it and look for Roz said it already She was like it's bouncy it just gives energy and that's what, what it did so salute to you and what you've done
2: man thank you so much man you already know it's all love with us and thank you Roz and it's a pleasure to meet you Yo, it's a blessing To be
0: on this show Like I'm oh here Oh my
1: goodness
0: <laughs> Hey Roz He listens He listens It's not like He, he listens to us Faithfully So like You oh, know Yeah yeah Okay yeah,
1: well, it, we appreciate that Send us yeah. feedback We're all ears We're, we're new and, and molding it It's it's turning into You know Marinating into the recipe We wanted it to be yes, So sir. tell us what you think But we are so grateful That you helped us Set the tone For this show With this theme music With the Intro song, you should have seen Vince. He's so adorable. (laughs) When he was like geeked out, he's like, hey, I got something to show you. And like, I want you to listen to this. And like just pouring out of him, telling us what this song meant to him. And you could really see the passion that this ain't just some show or podcast to him. This is really coming from his soul. And so I'd love to know from both of you how you both work together to come up with the theme song. This it's slack. Like,
0: how would you come up with a beat? <laughs> I'll let Vince go first. Well, it, it, it's, it's – for me, I, I mean, I, I have – we have other friends in the, in, in, in the business. Shout out to Ayo. Uh, but, you know, it was just like I, – I was like, hey, we had just talked a couple of days prior to everything being official, and I was like, hey, man, if you happen to have some time, shoot me a couple of beats. I have an idea what I want to do. I want to change – the game, we want to do something a little different than everybody else's podcast. How do we make us different, you know, Rosalyn, and and, and not only just you and I and our energy and what we bring to the table, we want to bring a beat to match the energy and how we work together and how we've worked together for all these years. And I presented it and laid it out to him. He's like, cool, hit you right back. And he sent me like four or five beats and, you know, he could send a list of them, but he sent me four or five that he felt that would work off of, Knowing me and what I was looking for, and he it's it, just like that. I mean, that's that's what amazes me about producers. And obviously, I work alongside and see him do his thing, and I could just explain what I'm looking for, and he can he he, he was going through his catalog, really like that. He's like, "I got a couple for you. I hit you in a few," and Real it was right quick, there in my when email. You,
1: when you explained to him what you wanted people to feel when they heard the intro song, what did you tell him? What What do you want people to feel with this beat?
0: I want him, I want them to be able to bounce. Like, you know, every time you know you see, every time our, our show starts, I want you to kind of have like it's setting the tone of what we're going to talk about. You know, you're going to kind of get you hype, get you motivated. And, and I want people when you hear that beat. And you hear the VC show like I want people to know that that's us. That's just what it is. And then you get good conversation to follow that with your energy, my energy, how we vibe with people. Great guests. And then it it all flows from beginning to end. It's like a good album, man. Like, if you nah. have a good album that, that you can just put in and it, it plays from start to finish, you got a winner. And I, that's, I'm hoping, you know, people enjoy that and feel that when they listen to our show every week.
2: Yeah, I mean, as a producer, my job is to listen, to understand who my client is, you know. So when you add in that this is my brother for 12 years and I know him, so I, I get to see what he listens to in the car, what he's listened to around the house, what he listens to when he's training, the, you know, for the next season. I just knew what he liked. So when he's going down what he wants, I already know what he wants, but I know what a what an a intro should be. I know an intro shouldn't be all – I mean, it depends on what type – but I knew this type of show too. needed energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean? So I knew exactly – I knew I wanted this one to be the one, he chose it, but I always send options, you know what I mean? But – yeah, I had it to them within like an That's hour. That's crazy. So. I
0: didn't know that. I didn't know that. Like, I didn't know you pay, wanted
2: that. So. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I wanted that one. Yeah, I, And I pay attention to everything. So I, <laughs> I can, so, because, I you know, you we get so much criticism and so much feedback when we're working with different artists or a label and they tell you, no, we don't want this, this, and this. So this is easy to me. It was like, okay, I already know what you want. I pay attention, you know, on the days that you don't even think I'm paying attention. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it came together. So- with, so how did y'all two meet? <laughs> Yo, <sorry>. um, <laughs> so we have a mutual friend. Shout out to Rod, man. What up, Rod? Uh, man, that's our brother. So Rod, so so let me rewind. So my old engineer, Mister B, uh, hit me up and said, "Hey, I got Vince Carter in the studio here, going crazy to uh, to one of your beats." And I sold beats to ball players all the time, so it didn't surprise me. But it kind of did surprise me. Like, what? He raps? What? What's going on? And then <laughs> Rod hits me up and says, hey, I want to buy this beat. And I didn't know that he was friends with VC. So I didn't put two and two together. And he said, hey, you might come with me to the studio, you know what I mean? So we can, you know, you can be there when I record. I'm like, all right, cool. And it ends up being at Vince's house. So I'm like, who Who? Who lives here? He's like, this is Vince Carter's house. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, and then we get in there and it was business for me at the first day it was business so I wasn't all super fan even though he's one of my favorite players I wasn't in fan mode I was in business mode but when we got in there to the studio well he immediately made me feel as if we knew each other for years and we were laughing crying I was and he knows like I was I was going through something at the time so I wasn't in the mood to laugh or do any of that stuff but he put me in that mood and then next thing you know he called me up like yo Come back again, you know, tomorrow or next day, whatever. And I start going. I was going from Tampa to Orlando, which is an a hour drive. And I started driving over there. And every single time I'm going over there, we laugh and cracking
0: jokes. And then it just, you know, the rest is history. That's it. I mean, he told it. I mean, it, it was a cool thing about it. And I remember him telling the story. It was just, you know, I'm always hesitant about, you know, new people, particularly, at, you know, shoot, even to this day. But. I mean, like I said, we hit it off, and I, I think he respected we were about business because my boy Rob was getting into the business, wanted to, to do his thing, and we were just, you know, that's how I got on Twitter originally just for him and just to kind of help him get his music out there, and I remember sending out a tweet long, long time ago about, you know, telling producers, send send beats so we can get started, just whatever I could do to help my friend get on and do the things he, he, do and he, he wanted to do, and then we get someone like KP, we had another guy, AO. we had guys that was a part of our group that were real close, looked out for each other, supported each other, and we would just kind of help each other along our journey. And yeah. uh, you know, to this day, everybody's still friends, still supporting each other. Yeah. KP,
1: you mentioned too, like you were going through something at the time
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you meet Vince Carter, who was a basketball superstar. <laughs> And he pulls up at the studio and is trying to make you smile and you laugh and pouring into you. And, you know, maybe that's a side we don't I mean, I probably would have guessed that because Vince is like that kind of a human being in in his everyday life. But like we often don't humanize superstar athletes. We yeah. talk about how high they jump or Vince's dunk contest <laughs> or how much money they're making. But you have a look at you know, who Vince is and was as a person, like, you know, could you shed some light on some things we might not know about him or we'd be surprised to know.
2: Oh, man, so when you see Vince in public, uh, if you was running to him while he's golfing or you run into him while he's at, at Papa Do's or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, you might see a different side because people are coming to him left and right. So you might, some. I had a friend of mine is like, uh, Vince Carter's a dick. I don't know if I can say that, but that's what he said. But I didn't know Vince at the time, but when I got to know Vince, I seen a completely different side, you know, and you see why they have to, why athletes have to have, or entertainers have to have their guards up when they meet people. and I saw a completely different side, a side that was just like, hey, you good, man, hey, man, come over here, man, chill, hey, your lady out of town, hey, man, come over here and hang out, man, so you ain't, you know, by at the crib, like, just little things, man, he's always looking out for other people, and always trying, and he can have, he has his own stuff going on, but he's, you know, always making sure that, you know what I mean, you good, his people, like he said, he keeps a very small circle, and the people that's in that circle go back to some of them elementary school, some of them middle school, so way back in the day, like, I'm a considered a newcomer you know what i mean so um uh, just to see how he treats his friends and his family always willing to go out the way and it's unfortunate that he has been since i've been around i've seen him getting taken for granted and taken advantage mm-hmm. of and but it still doesn't stop him from being kind to the next person right
1: Very you know kind. for me i'll always remember my first interactions for real for real with vince carter and i remember like This is Vince Carter. But I remember I was sideline reporting for the Warriors and we had a make a wish, a young lady from Make a Wish. And, you know, I see Vince there and all I wanted to have happen is just maybe that she could shake his hand or take a picture. Vince goes, meets the whole family, spends all the time with the little girl, lets the little girl uh, pretend, you know, do a pretend interview with him. And I mean, you know, memories for a lifetime. Even if she doesn't get it as a little girl, the parents were so excited. And I was like, man, this guy gave almost half the warm up (laughs) to (laughs) us. And you know, that stuck with me and and I see it on a consistent basis. You know, I never judge anybody off of the first time I meet them. I think that's a very um, self-centered type of thing. You hear people saying like, oh, I met so-and-so celebrity and they were a jerk to me. And I often wanna throw back to them now that I'm constantly working with celebrities, I'm constantly interviewing them. You know, I recognize just like you and I might have a bad day, or our parents might be sick, or our bodies might hurt. You ever considered in the one moment you met that superstar, like that that something, something, maybe, maybe they weren't just perfect in that moment? You have to give each other grace. And I try to remind people of that. So, But consistently, time and time again, Vince, you have shown up. Um, I do want to transition it, though, um, because both of y'all's careers and passions have rotated around music in an interesting way. Yeah. so i'll start i'll start with you vince and i'd love to hear from UKP. kp like for you vince you ended up going the basketball route and that ended yeah. up being the big thing but like for most of your especially in your early life music was at the core of your person
0: it was and it, what you were about it was it it was everything it was as much as i love basketball i love music and i remember getting started uh You know, my mom wanted me to be multidimensional. She wanted me to be able to do more than just be an athlete. Uh, Try new things. Uh, Don't be afraid to know a little bit about a lot of things. And uh, I was introduced to music. uh, What was that? Fifth grade, outside of the recorders. Now, everybody had to do the recorders. That was a requirement if everybody sat back like, man, I had to do that recorders. But I was introduced to the music side, to actual being in the band, which wasn't very popular as an athlete. But at the same time. You know, Roz, I, I say this a lot to people, and I don't know if I've said it to you, but it's it's different being in the South
1: mm-hmm. when you're talking
0: about music and the approach. You, you, you know, it's just like, it's a different understanding. Not saying everybody still buys into it. Like, I, I was in the band and like, bro, you're in the band? But at the same <laughs> time, that was just a way of life. Like, you know, I, I always talk about being in the marching band and halftime was showtime we all heard that we all heard that saying you know on drumline but it was the truth that's what it was all about so you no know, you go up north you go out west possibly and it's it's not a shot it's just the truth it's just like you come to at halftime the stands were full because people wanted to see the bands in the south period that's just what it was and so you know and then as i started playing in in the nba a little bit going to high school games because i would sneak up to high school games listen to bands because that's what i knew and it was just a different vibe. I mean, it was good musically. You know, it's just it's just a different vibe. Like we march. You see, chorus style. There's so many different styles. But I was introduced to it, and I, I, I loved it. And you know, I, I played all of these instruments because of which my, ones. I play. So I started on alto sax. Then I taught myself. Well, I moved to tenor, so I could play all the saxophones. I could play the trumpet. I could play baritone. I could play tuba uh clarinets like playing saxophone drums um like seven instruments ish somewhere in there and i i I taught myself how to play the baritone and and i started playing it in the band so not only did i just like oh i could play it a little bit like i was good enough to be in you know in competition for first chair playing you know that that type of stuff and then I, i transitioned to the trumpet and I just taught myself how to play these instruments because I loved it. I started writing music for the band. I started chore- choreographing band dances for the band, things that they play in the stands, songs, some of the popular music, As you hear today, I collab with some of the guys in my group so, because that's just what I do. I was invested in music like I did for, 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 for basketball. I put that so type act- of work in.
1: So actually, the, what I am curious is like, how, what was preparation like for game day when you're a member of the band versus preparation to step into game day when you're a member of the basketball team. Um, like how you get ready to step into to your music zone, whatever that so flow state. is. It, it, it,
0: it changed for me because I, as a band member, I just made sure I, I knew my music because we weren't allowed to play music. We weren't allowed to play our music with uh, with uh, with the sheet. We were in, we, we couldn't read off our sheet. We had to know it by heart by memory. So Can making you read sure you. Music? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, we had, I, I mean, if you didn't, if you couldn't read music, you couldn't, you couldn't perform that that week. If you didn't know your music, you couldn't perform that week. That's just how it was. So uh, making sure I knew my music, making sure I knew uh, my marches and our routines as a member. My, so, and, and, you know, once you, you know, you felt, I mean, once you knew it, it was just easy. You just couldn't wait for, for the day. You know, to, to, to get there or for the, for the nighttime to get there and knowing all, all, all of the things that we have. Because we had a pretty complex college style routine. Things that colleges, FAMU, Bethune Cookman, some of the, the black colleges, what they do, we, had, we implemented that in our routines in, in high school. Now, as a drum major, it was more preparation because I'm making sure the band is there. I'm making sure that I have my routine before the, we started. Uh, under control, I had to make sure I had everything locked because the first thing you would see from our band was the drum majors. So before we step on the field, the six foot five, six foot six drum major on one side and this five foot six, <laughs> five foot five, female drum major, Camille. We walk to the middle of the field. We set the tone like the instrumental that KP provided us and then everything kind of vibe from there.
1: Wow. What about you KP? Well, I, well, KP, you actually was thinking about playing basketball. And then you found your way to music. So how did that transition move for you? Because y'all kind of did opposite journeys.
2: Well, so growing up, I always knew I wanted to be in the music industry. I used to want to be a rapper. So you're talking about a 12-year-old kid that found out Puff Daddy's real name and thought I could call up Bad Boy Records and get a record deal. You know, that's how far back I go. You know what I mean? But basketball (laughs) was always my thing, though. So I grew up, played middle school high school rec league all that stuff and when it came down to college my grades just weren't good and i when i got to community college i started seeing all these people that i was killing high school playing (laughs) because they had better grades than me and i couldn't play because of my grades and i was like i'm not about to sit out and do nothing but i you know i was I i got introduced right back into music again my love never went away for it but the production side started coming along and my dad had a rule of like, you know, if you're not going to be in school, you're going to be working, you know, you're not going to be doing neither one. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to just go ahead and start this music journey and, and and keep it going. And you'd be surprised how many ball players you meet or athletes that love rapping and in how many or how many producers and people used to play basketball as well. So it's kind of like the two are kind of married.
1: So, do you think that athletes, in your experience, you know, do hoopers that try do they be nice at rapping? Like, are they good at rhyming?
0: Some of them. Shoot. Some shout of, out to Marquise Daniels. Yeah, Q6. Up, my
2: God. Marquise, Marquise Daniels was the first one that made me feel like, hey, hey he can go. Like, I really, really like working with Marquise because I was like, you can actually really rap now. Uh, I felt like, and I—he's my favorite. I love Kobe, and I and I actually love. I had Shaq's album back in the day. I love Shaq, but Shaq wasn't—he didn't kind of go with the times and everything. So um, Marquise had that current modern flow and everything. And there's a Damian Lillard, amazing, you know. So, so it's like it, there there are some ones out there that can that can really go. And Vince surprised me. Like I look at Vince. I look at Vince and I seen like this nice, clean cut and, you know, presentable guy. And I was like, when I started hearing that he was rapping, I'm like, hold on, bro. What
1: was he, trap rap? What was he talking about? Was he battle (laughs) rap? Like, what's
2: he talking Uh, about? I mean, Vince, Vince, see, Vince is not a bragger. That's another thing. He ain't a bragger. But he did flex a little bit on some of these bars (laughs) 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 where it's one of those... All you can do is just bob your head because it's like you, you can't even like we'll be doing making up little rap songs and everything. And there's stuff that I could never say on the mic or I'll be lying, you know, but this dude tells the truth. And it's just like, I'm not going to say none of the lines, but he he he, he got some flex <laughs> bars out there that only he can say.
0: <laughs> the VC show is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it, but you must be 21 or older.
1: All right, so if we could, if we could say a top three favorite NBA players turned rappers, top three rapping NBA players, who would you put on your list for both of you? All the time, just your favorite. This don't have to be the definitive list, but I'm saying like like, that,
2: like right now, that's currently playing.
1: I I'll give you everybody so that you can have a lot of people to choose from.
0: I mean, Dane for me is one of them. I mean, obviously he's he's current. Uh, a lot of people don't know Rashid Wallace can actually rap. Oh yeah, he, okay. he used to have his own radio show and he used to do uh, fool around with some music back in the day. Lou Will to raps him. too. Lou Will's another guy who can rap. Lou
1: Will. Oh, Iman uh, Shumpert is talented.
0: Iman uh, is another yeah, guy I was getting to. <laughs> man, who 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 could do it? Uh, obviously Marquise. I said, you know, I, I remember Kamir Nikki. I remember calling Marquise. I was like, hey man, that you got you something there. Uh, who else? Um, I mean, there's a lot of guys. I, I show I show love and respect to all 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 the all the guys. Uh, Stack Jack was rapping for a while, you know. And I remember walking into was it All Star? I can't remember. We walked in and he was putting he put uh, an EP on on everybody's uh, desk to listen. I mean, I'm sorry, seat to listen to in our locker room. Showing love, so I, I definitely show love to all guys because, like I say, you know, sometimes we look at like athletes or vice versa, and we say. Man, you play basketball. That's like, you know, and feel like that's all we should do. And vice versa. Somebody like a J. Cole. We talking about J. Cole, yeah. you rap, but like oh, at, yeah. at one at we one point, them. like he 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 did hoop. Two chains did hoop. Two chains. You, you, you yeah. know what I'm saying? He did play basketball along with rapping. It's like there's a lot of guys who who rap and I mean or play basketball like kind of like KP said, you know, I played right. and I found out like, you know, whatever their situation was, it didn't happen. It, you know, you move on. Master P. Master P's another guy, you know what I'm saying? Silk the Shocker was another guy who, who who who, you know, Brian McKnight. I mean, there's a laundry list of guys that that who that you know that I know personally that that play you know that basketball that kind of just transition into you know the to the music world.
1: So know? to KP's point then, like the intersection between sports and culture and music, it's like it's like all intertwined.
0: Um Plaza. is another guy. Oh, he was playing football. Football, yeah, that's football. Yeah, he. I'm, I'm saying, but we're that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just I'm <laughs> talking about like playing a sport, and all of a sudden, like seeing like, okay, you know, Rick Ross. There's another guy. Oh, okay, football, okay. Football. Okay, football, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. not basketball, yeah. But I'm just saying, there's just a lot of guys who tried, who did the, the the sports lane, and said, okay, well, for whatever reason, it didn't work, and now are some of the biggest artists in the world, you know, mm-hmm. and we're seeing some of the best athletes. In the world, you know, trying their hand, and you know, obviously, I feel like you don't get the the fair shake because you're a basketball player, and you know, they don't really give you that fair shake like a, uh, uh, you know, like the artist that we listen to today. Quavo is another guy who's super talented uh, athlete in general. Quavo played everything. Yeah, man. Like, so there's there's a (laughs) lot of guys out there that you know that that can do it on both sides. Well, so
1: there's some crossover there, and I guess like. I'm someone who hoot, so I very much know what what it looks like to work at my craft or to get in the gym. What does that actually look like for UKP as a producer? Like how, what are the things or skills that you can get in the gym for and work on your craft with?
2: Um constantly staying up on what's going on. Especially with rap music, it changes so much, you know, the style changes up so much. So you so you currently you have to constantly keep yourself up to date on what's going on musically and everything so that's one part and then just every day just trying to create something learning how to uh, collaborate with other producers other songwriters and everything because that's how that's how you sharpen yourself as well is some you might work with another producer that's really really great at doing 808s and you might not be that great but you learn from him and be like you know what i just start doing my 808s like that until i started working with you so it's just constantly just willing to learn and, and not think that you are good where you at, and just constantly not trying being to get, satisfied. Yeah, not mm-hmm. being satisfied.
1: Mm-hmm. What did you take from you talk about staying up on trends? What did you take from your experience working with K-pop artists? And what is K-pop? K-
2: K-pop <laughs> is Korean, Korean pop. So K-pop is a fusion between R&B, hip hop, pop. It's like U.S. culture, but it's all put into one track and. Uh, honestly, that was uh, a game changer for me in my career. Uh, I had a guy, my boy Vaccine, hit me up and said, hey, we you like to go to Korea and make K-pop? And I said, what, what the hell is K-pop? You know, this is, <laughs> this is, you know, we talk in 2016, so this is before K-pop took off as far as in the U.S. It was already big over there. So I said, all right, free trip, and if, you know, I don't have to pay nobody back, okay, all right, cool. Well, I pay back once we make money, but I was like, all right, that's cool. Flew out to Korea and once I got out there I saw how big of a deal it was and I was like oh wow this this could be something and they were showing us videos of the of them performing in 30 40,000 seat arenas f- filling the whole thing out. I'm like okay this is something why how come people in the U.S. aren't talking about this and got my first platinum record and my first gold record off of it and it literally changed my life and it introduced a lot of people to the music and it also sharpened my skills because like I said Going back to the beginning, I wasn't used to uh, labels nitpicking with me and telling me, you know, hey, change this, change that. We don't like this. We don't like that. So Mm -hmm. I learned to start listening so I could try to get on the first time because I hated making all these changes. So being in Korea helped me to be like you know what i learned i had to learn how to listen and how to apply it on the first time because you might not get a second or third time they might say we'll go with another record you know what i mean so yeah
0: i i know a little bit about this but i want the world to know because i i have i think i have a story on the back side of this but talk about your experience working with nipsey hustle man So Because I'm gonna tell my story about that at the end, so go ahead. Okay. So I had a good
2: friend, uh, Sarah J hit me up and said, Hey, Nipsey wants to use, you know, one of your beats on the Crenshaw project. At the time it was supposed to be called Victory Lap, which it wasn't Victory Lap ended up being his last album. So I was like, Alright, cool. So we talking twenty at the time it was like twenty twelve. It didn't come out till twenty thirteen. So Nipsey wasn't Hopping like that worldwide Now he still had his hardcore fan base But he wasn't what he is now Obviously but I was like I have nothing going on at the time So I'm like alright let's whatever I don't care So Nipsey Decides to put out The Crenshaw project for $100 mixtape Selling a mixtape for $100 Was unheard of nobody had ever done it So I remember Seeing Jay Z coming out and buying 100 copies and he was only making 1000 copies of that. it Jay-Z comes out and buys 100, Eminem buys 10, now it's all over the news. So I'm like, everybody's hitting me up like, yo, 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 I'm like, hey, man, this could be something. And then the day that the the project drops, I remember seeing a line going around the building. And I was like, okay. And I did my first radio interview all for that project. And a lot of things happened from that project. Now, I would like to say, I I don't even think I've talked to Vince about this. I would like to say... At the time I'm so glad that I wasn't so caught up on money and everything because I never got paid up front for that record. And but when you see the the hype that happened from the, the project, he goes on a world tour, he goes on Breakfast Club, and he's talking to Charlemagne, and Charlemagne says, Man, Nipsey, you just made a hundred thousand in, dollars in less than twenty four hours, you know? And he was like, Oh, that's lunch money. And I'm like, Lunch money? I ain't even get paid, you know, and I was I was kinda mad and I remember hitting up Nipsey like hey, can we get paid for this record? You know, can I get a $1,000 or something? he's like, absolutely not. And I was rubbed the wrong way. And I was kind of like, okay. But, and, and so I said, you know what? Instead of complaining about that, let me try to use this to my advantage. And I remember just trying to put everywhere. I'm doing interviews, letting everybody know, you know, we did this record on Nipsey. And that's when a whole lot more business started coming because of Nipsey. So it was one of those. And then, you know, years later when he ultimately passes away, all the streams go crazy, and then that's how I got the the plaque for that because, you know, and I wasn't gonna order it. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's, that's your story. My, that's the story. <laughs> I wasn't I remember gonna order the Conversation. Go ahead. Me and Vince riding down Northside Drive, and I said, N- Nipsey just hit the uh, billboard f- uh, for Crenshaw, but I don't want to get it because. He passed away, and I know that's the only reason why it, the stream spiked up so much. He's like, man, you need to celebrate every win. Da, da, da. And that's my rule, celebrate every win. And he told me I need to celebrate it, and that's why I ordered it.
0: I said, so, man, t- I remember talking about he's just hesitant. Like, what will people think about it? I said, well, first of all, people. the way that people were praising and loving Nipsey and missing him immediately, and now you see that you got an opportunity to work with him and his greatness and, and 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 people the appreciation for it and, and I remember after the conversation I was like bro do that order that now and I remember him saying I'm ordering now and I, I I remember probably a couple of weeks maybe a month later he's like man I'm, I'm I'm glad I did it I was like like I said you should be I mean this is an opportunity because I, every time I see him I'm like bro you work with Nip and how everybody feels about Nipsey you got that opportunity to work with him which everybody can't say so you know. It was, yeah. just, it was just it was great. So I wanted definitely people to hear about that.
1: KP, how do you reflect on it now?
0: Man, it was a,
2: it's a blessing. Uh, I remember when the project first came out and I was telling well, I remember before the project came out and people would be like, What you got coming up? And I was like, Oh, I just did some with Nipsey Hustle they'd be like, Okay. Anything else? Now when they say, Oh, you work with Nipsey and I get all these questions or if I have <laughs> I have <laughs> construction people or somebody coming to do something in my house and they come by the studio room and see nipsey up there they have all these questions for it and it's it's just change and everything but it's something that i'll be able to tell my son even though he wasn't alive when nipsey was alive but he'll still i'm i'm assuming he'll still know a legacy like tupac you know i to meet somebody that worked with tupac is kind of like whoa you work with pop you know what i mean so that's how i feel like working with somebody like a nip
0: you you have a wish list. I mean, you documented about Bruno Mars, uh, the Dream, Beyonce, Miguel. Has that updated as far as any other artists today, or, or is that really your four that you're like you really want to work with? Has anybody else been added to that list that you really want to work with as far as your wish list is concerned?
2: You're talking to Roz, right? I'm talking to you. Oh so my I'm, bad, like, I'm, I'm sorry.
1: I don't work with no Beyonce. Right. Oh I right. I no! I thought you I th- Well, oh, my like,
2: bad. My bad. Well, <laughs> well. Before I answer, your... my bad. My yeah, bad. man. The before,
1: for Roz, if you're talking about who I would like to work with, the answer is yes. I would like to work with
2: Beyonce. Beyonce.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't even make music. My,
2: my bad. bad. Do right. Again. So <laughs> well, before I answer, before I answer Vince's question, I might as well go into my story about Roz. I remember <laughs> when Vince was playing with Memphis. And this yeah. is when I just started hearing him start to mention about working on TV and everything. And I remember he came to me and was like, "Man, the you know the sideline reporter, Roz for the Warriors and everything." And I was just like, "Uh, I don't, I might know, I don't know." And he was just like, "She came up to me and said we're going to work together one day," and I was like, "Really?" And then I was like, "He was like, yeah." And so going back to what we talked about Vince's heart, how in Cleveland,
0: in he Cleveland.
2: he that's when it that happened. All these years later, that was that had to be somewhere between fourteen and seventeen, or fourteen to sixteen, or or something like that, yeah. to come back all these years later, and now y'all are working together, and I, I'm actually on here talking to both of y'all. It's kind of like he doesn't forget about people that you know that he cares about, that people that he rocks with. So that's that. To answer your question, Vince, uh, <laughs> Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder is somebody who I would really like to work with before he stops. Uh, Bruno Mars is amazing. Uh, I feel weird saying Chris Brown because I have records with Chris. It just ha- they haven't came out, but I would still like for the world to hear that that music. Uh, let me think about someone. Oh, Kendrick Lamar. How could I forget? Kendrick Lamar, that's my favorite right now. So I would love to work with Kendrick. He's just a, a genius.
1: Alright people, we're brought to you by Caesars Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app ever, and honestly, the only one you need. It's not just about the big bonuses and boosts and promos that you get, it's the fact that every time you bet, whether you win or lose, you're earning towards the types of perks only Caesars can offer, free stays, concert tickets, bonuses, and more. That's because when you download the Caesars Sportsbook app, you become a Caesars Rewards member, and that means perks. Must be 21 or older to gamble. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-522-4700. I think from your stories through Nipsey, through your story like about Vince and our first meeting or me telling him we're going to work together and then him years later coming and being like, hey, Roz can be my co-host. I feel like if there's anything that I'm taking away from this interview or somebody listening might take away from this interview is like what you put out there to claim, like you can manifest that, like that this will come around, that that, that, that it's a testimony, that, if the, that the success or the realization of those dreams, hopes, and wants may not be immediate. They may come around a couple you years later. You never know. Later. You're right.
0: You got to If you every don't speak it to the existence, is, like, yeah.
1: Every please. story we told here, seeds were planted years before they actually started to blossom and yes. bloom and yes. bear fruit. Yes. I am touched right now. That's let me, crazy. Let, <laughs> let me add to that.
2: I'm very, very big on speaking positive. I don't even play around. With saying things negatively, because I don't want I don't want none of that stuff to, to to come to life. So I'm always talking about being positive. I'm always talking about manifesting things, speaking it out. I've been sometimes I get I get emotional because I think about that I've been the things that I'm doing right now. I've been talking about I was going to do when I was younger. So it goes to my next point that I always tell producers or whoever it is, if you're an entrepreneur or whatever, like literally you have to celebrate each. Each win. Like, I don't care if it's not big to the next person. Like, this is big for me. So, But some of my friends that's interviewed on The Breakfast Club, they might, or or these other platforms that's... And they're on national TV and stuff. Like, it might not... They might look at this and be like, okay, that's cool. But to me, this is a win. So I celebrate every single thing. And because I feel like if I'm sitting here, and especially in the day of uh, social media, you're looking at everybody posting a new Lambo that they post in. They just... (laughs) They just got a new Grammy. And if you sit there and compare your stuff and then you be like, my stuff is not even as big as that. God ain't going to bless you with, with more because you keep comparing and not even being grateful for what you got. So I'm grateful for literally every blessing that I get every single one. I try to make sure I take out time to be like, thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for me being able to be here right now. Thank you. Thank you for me being able to talk to y'all too. I thank God for my relationship with Vince and the people that he's, brought me around and everything and that, you know, he ever since I was when I met him, I was working a nine to five and we used to hang out and we'll go get out, get something to eat, and I'd be like, I gotta go to work, man. But one day I'm gonna quit this job and I'm gonna be doing this full time and da da da. And now I'm able to go out on his last two years played in Atlanta, two years, I went to every single game. I probably missed about five games. I was able to do that because all the seeds and everything that I did years and years ago and i said i'm so glad that now i can he can call me up on a tuesday and be like hey can you come through real quick just for like an hour or so yeah what time i'll be there like so yes i'm um, be grateful and i'm just speaking to the listeners out there like really be grateful for every single win and speak positivity into your journey because you will manifest that whether it's good or Fact. bad
1: amen amen and, and i find small blessings small wins, they stack up. Yes. You know what I mean? You may not even notice that, Damn but man. it was stacking up. And then you look up, you'd be like, dang, I really, I really accomplished a lot. And you said you're grateful for the opportunity to be here. I, I can't, we said at the start of the show, and I think it's a nice way to close it, we are so grateful for you to set the tone for our show. Every single one we open mm-hmm. with. This, this theme song is incredible. Um, and I know Vince, you know, you have a special surprise of lyrics. That go with the song. Um, what do you want the listeners to know about the lyrics you wrote and performed for the VC Show theme song? Little teeth um, here.
0: <laughs> more than anything, I just want people to understand. I mean, obviously, the, the tone set. So it's like when you hit, listen to the to the to, to the beat; it, it, it just gets you in that mode. And and it's more so lyrics just talking about the show. Like I said, I want. I mean, for now, you know. Hopefully we we have our 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 followers who who know how we operate and how we vibe, but it's just explaining to you what you're gonna get each and every week when you listen to us. You know, you know wh- what you represent, who you are, Roz. You, I told you, you're the one that sets the stage. You throw the lobs, you know, make the game easier for me. You know, I'm a team player. You know that. You know how it <laughs> works, and you know, you know it's easy for me to go up there and just take that lob and you know, w- windmill it or whatever we do. But I mean, that's what it is, and. and, and and I, I said it from, from the beginning, from the teaser episode, is that every time a, a listener, you know, joins us and they're, they're new to it, I want you to kind of just, you just listen, listen in. Well, I don't care if you're driving. I don't care if you're sitting on here. I want you to now be, at, at some point when you finish this show, you, you find yourself, dang, like you find yourself locked into what we're talking about. You find yourself in this conversation alone, like it feels like we're sitting on the couch somewhere just, just vibing. And that's what we want everybody. We want to bring you in, and now you're family, you're our family. You, we talk, we 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 talk about topics. We argue, we we debate, we laugh, we joke, like like family now. And that you know, this conversation, you know, as serious as it may be, everybody feel like home right now. So all the listeners, I, I mean, I I think you got you got a little gospel. You got you got a little you got a little lesson, a little uh,
1: testimony, Mr. L- <laughs> a
0: little testimony, Mister. You know we got we had some folks preaching on here but but that brings everybody in because we're telling real stories you're telling real stories and you know there again the connection you know and, and i do remember having that conversation with kp about Roz about that thing it's like yeah you know weird thing she said that it was kind of at that point when you said that Roz, he's like yo i'm telling you you're gonna see watching what i said i was like all right cool and i, I remember You know, that that happening, and and I remember telling you about that. We were working in go at Golden State. I was like, you probably don't remember this, but we had that conversation. Then the opportunity comes about and everything ties together. And here we are, the one person I had the conversation with about the person who's on this on the other side. And here, you know, it's just, you know, these are things that people need to hear and understand. Like you have to speak things to existence. You gotta do do things the right way. Don't skip steps, man. KP, you ain't skip steps. Roz, you didn't skip steps. It just happened because you believed in it and we talked about it and look at God. And look at God. Yes.
1: That's a mic drop right there. KP, we want to thank you so much for kicking it with us today and sharing a bit of your journey.
2: Thank y'all for
0: having me, for real. Yes, sir. It was fun. Yeah. And now for everybody
1: listening, we're going to leave you with the song. Here goes the VC show.
0: Man, y'all better enjoy this. Let's go.
1: Let's go. (laughs)
0: <laughs> the VC Show Let's go Doing a part with Rod. We got the sports on deck For our audience Whether it's big news Hot topics Updates Straight facts Storytelling Breakdowns or special guests Flavor in your ear You put us on the decompress Got you caught up in the show You feel it in your chest Roz at the point She's the host to set the stage I'm the closer Catching live So we can turn the page Kick your feet up You can find us On all platforms And that form to be the hottest on them platforms. Your family now got you. Listen to what we talking about. The VC show, let's go, it's time to turn it out. The VC show, let's go, let's go. The VC show, let's go, let's go. The VC show, let's go, let's go. The VC show, let's go. The VC show, let's go, let's go. The VC show, let's go, let's go. The VC show, let's go, let's go. VC showed let's go